Social Impact CX, the podcast that helps you drive mission and make a difference with customer experience. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for the second episode of the Social Impact CX podcast. I'm John Corrigan, and I'll be your guide to how you can drive mission and achieve social impact with customer experience work. I hope you were able to listen to episode one of Social Impact CX, and thanks for coming back to check out this episode. Today, I'm grateful to be recording at Merge, the hub for co-working and innovation located in beautiful downtown Iowa City. Merge likes to bill itself as the living room of Iowa City, and I'd like to thank everyone at Merge, including all the members of the Iowa City Area Development Group. If you're in Iowa City, Merge is great. You should stop by and check it out. So this podcast is going to focus on getting started with customer experience work if you are in a nonprofit or social impact environment. I'm going to try to avoid the lingo and jargon of the world of customer experience. I think it's more important in this conversation to set a reference point, a place to start, a mindset, if you will, to have if you're going to head down the path of customer experience work. And I'd like to say right up front that I know not everyone in the nonprofit world uses the word customer. So whether it's client or beneficiary or member or patient or whomever it is that's most important to you, um, uh, that is the customer in this context. And so as I mentioned in the first episode, Social Impact CX is a new podcast where we're going to be talking about how you can apply customer experience work to better achieve your mission. And the discussions here will be tailored to nonprofits and startups, social enterprises. I think it's fair to say that established and mature for-profit businesses, as well as corporate social responsibility teams in larger organizations, will hopefully find this content helpful as well, too. So I've been fortunate to have had the professional opportunity to serve as Vice President of Customer Experience for a $350 million nonprofit organization. And during my tenure in that role, I was also a member of the Forrester Research Leadership Board called the Customer Experience Council, which included customer executives and chief customer officers from some of the world's largest brands. I've since gone on to found and launch a startup called JourneyMap. That's JourneyMap, J-O-U-R-N-I-M-A-P. You can find us online at journeymap.com. But whether, whether I've been serving in an executive CX role at a major nonprofit or as I've now been working as a social entrepreneur and founder of a startup focused on both customer experience and social impact, I've now had some very similar conversations multiple times with leaders and managers across multiple nonprofit organizations. And this has been over the past few years. And it's a recurring conversation, it seems, with a very similar theme that keeps emerging. And that theme is something like, I don't have a big budget or a large staff, so how do I get started in customer experience work? Or how do I continue my initial efforts once we've gotten started? Or, or we've started to listen more closely to the people we serve, but where do I go from here? Because I don't have deep pockets or even a dedicated CX team. And while customer experience work is really important, it also requires the right people and resources. Of course, I'm paraphrasing here just a bit, but this focus on budget and skill set are usually the focus of the conversation. And, and I've now had this discussion with various organizations over coffee in New York and cocktails in San Francisco and, 
and in between sessions at a conference in Chicago. It's a it's a discussion that's going on out there. And so first, I'd like to say, this is a point I'm going to make time and again here at Social Impact CX. You don't need a million dollar budget and a team of 30 people to do customer experience work. If you want to better understand the people you're working to serve, provide better experiences, and hopefully then further achieve your mission, you don't need a huge budget. Of course, there is a whole world of expensive technology tools and research and consultants, and, and actually there's some great stuff out there. If you have budget, you should go check it out. But there are some very important fundamentals to customer experience work. You don't need a huge budget to get into any of them. And building a customer experience program is is important. It's important to understand that there are some fundamentals there. And we're going to get into those fundamentals here at Social Impact CX. But it really is a practice that um, is open to all different budget levels. It's all about whether or not you're interested in creating a greater understanding or empathy for the customer. So for today, I'd suggest let, let's up-level the discussion uh, even a bit further than the world of customer experience. So if you're just getting started with CX work and you're in that nonprofit or social impact environment, how about this? Think about the who, what, when, where, and why of CX work. And for this discussion, we're going to really narrow it down and just focus on the who. We're going to get really focused and start with who. That might seem like a really simple subject because, you know, the who is the customer, of course, or member or beneficiary or whomever that is. But as you delve further into the who of customer experience work, I think you'll find that there's more there than maybe you expected. As someone who sat in the chair of being a CX lead for a large nonprofit at, you know, at square one, having to figure out where to start and then what direction to head, I think this subject of who is really important. Who are we doing this for? Who is at the core of our mission? Who are we helping to serve? Who deserves our time, effort, assistance, resources? So let me tell you that if you're serious about CX work and you're working in the nonprofit or social impact space, you should really spend some time on this subject of who. Take a, mem take a minute or two and think about the answers to these, these following questions and just yourself before we even go talk to anybody else. And of course, that's going to be part of the process is talking to other people. But first, just yourself. Think about the answers to these questions. Who are you serving? Who should benefit the most from the work that you're doing? Who would you like to help that you're not reaching today? Who needs more help than others? Who are your colleagues trying to help or serve? Who is your boss trying to help or serve? Who does your board of directors want you to help or serve? And especially if you're in a nonprofit environment, who ultimately are your funders or donors intending you to help? Now, there's a decent chance that when you answer those questions you may have more than one who. And actually, that's great, because what that means is it's, uh, we're beginning to get some context to the complexity of what is seemingly a very simple discussion, because it's not. For most organizations, both nonprofit and mission-driven for-profits, the simple subject of who 
can easily become a very complex and nuanced exploration uh, once you get into some further examination. So in exploring the subject of the who you're working to serve as related to your CX work, I'd recommend that the first place to start is to turn inward and take your conversations in-house. Talk to your colleagues, talk to your leadership team. Because when you kick off an internal conversation to explore the subject of who, many times you'll find that there are a whole lot more who's than you've ever even expected. And that's not unusual. Do not be surprised to discover that there are some answers to who are we working to serve that you've never even heard of before. It's an important exploration that really should be done on the very front end of your customer experience program development. It's going to help ground your future customer experience efforts and make sure that as you move forward with CX initiatives, that you, your leadership, and your colleagues all have a common understanding of who you're trying to serve. And then hopefully you're going to agree upon a common understanding of who you're trying to serve. I implore you not to skip this step, and I'm totally serious here. If you do, you're most likely going to regret it because if you skip this piece of work up front, the chances of somewhere down the line sitting with leaders and colleagues and someone challenging your definition or your team's definition of who you're focused on helping in terms of customers, clients, beneficiaries, members, whomever that is, the chance of disagreement increases greatly by not doing this foundational piece of work focused on the who right up front. So why is this internal exploration of who so important? Well, here's the deal. All good CX work requires collaboration. And I'm going to say that one more time because I can't tell you how important that is. All good CX work requires collaboration. I'm not aware of any sound customer experience programs that don't involve collaboration of some type. You need input from your colleagues and your leadership team and your customers and the people out there influencing your customers. You need that input for successful CX work. And more than just input, your future success and customer experience efforts will also depend upon your colleagues and leadership team feeling as though they're part of the process, that they've been listened to, that their thoughts have been accounted for. Because the thing is, is that the CX team is not going to be responsible for creating future experiences for your members or your clients or whomever. It's a team effort. It's going to involve colleagues from across your organization. And so if you're starting down the path of doing CX work, starting to collaborate with your colleagues, making sure that you're aligned with your leadership team and that they've been heard, that everyone's been heard, is really, really important. Now, let me say, though, that given the challenges presented sometimes in CX initiatives, this does not mean that you're not going to subject your CX work to simply the the loudest voice or the most challenging personality's thoughts. No, that, that's not what I'm saying. However, you want your definition of who to include the inputs of leadership and then other key players across the organization, like inward-facing team members that are that really own key processes, um, or colleagues in the field, or other externally-facing team members. You're going to want to find 
and get input from the strongest personalities in your organization as well as some of the more quiet voices that probably do some really important things. Each organization is unique and I'd encourage you to spend some time thinking through who you should get collaborative input from from across your company. And then once you have these inputs, it's going to be up to you as the CX team to synthesize and cull the findings to make sense of things and then to make recommendations for your CX work. But don't skip this critical step of collaboratively exploring the who across your team. And let me tell you, if that calls for some courageous conversations with perhaps some more challenging personalities in your organization, then I'm here to tell you that is the work that lies ahead. You need to make whatever preparations are necessary and go down that path and get that work done. You know, if needed, bring a friendly colleague or or maybe you want to bring some cookies or whatever works in your culture. Because I'll tell you, something that not everyone expects here is that CX work can sometimes lead to conflict across an organization. Not everyone is expecting that on the front end of, of a customer experience program. There are many times that there are people in a culture who are passionate about what they do. They have fantastic intentions, intense loyalties, uh, perhaps a really strong sense of ownership in what they do. And when they find out that you want to talk about the experiences that people are having and then who it is that you're trying to serve as an organization, you may end up with maybe some standard party lines that are really defensive measures. And, you know, I've heard these. I know other people have heard these uh, phrases such as, well, we've always done it that way. Or, you know, cost structures really shape how we provide services. Or, no, we're not changing that even though we know people don't like it. I've heard these phrases before. Many of others of you have probably heard these phrases. If you've not heard them, you should get prepared that you probably will. It happens in smaller organizations as well as larger companies. But to succeed with your CX efforts in the future, you're going to have to make sure that your colleagues have been listened to and that their inputs on the subject of who have been represented appropriately, even your colleagues who may not be on board with rethinking current practices based on rethinking this idea of who we're serving. It's important that they're heard as well too. CX work can indeed create a better tomorrow, but you have to know that it occasionally requires that you do some hard work today. So on behalf of whomever you're ultimately working to serve, you need to engage even the toughest audiences in your internal culture to discuss this subject of who. And I hope that your workplace has no difficult internal players, but if it does, you should know that you're, you're really not alone. These discussions are not unusual, and making sure that even the most challenging voice amongst your colleagues is heard, that's really important to your customer experience work. Furthermore, I want you to make sure that you keep in mind that while internal collaboration is absolutely critical, never forget that part of what you're doing here with these internal conversations is that you're getting ready to then go talk to external audiences as well. And that is also a really important step. So in your role as the customer experience team or CX leader or CX person or project designee, your job will be to combine and make sense of these inputs internally as well as externally, and then to come back and get agreement upon this very important subject of who. Who are we working to serve in order to figure out 
how to make your organization more successful in serving that person or persons. Customer experience work centers around creating value for customers, clients, beneficiaries, members, patients, whomever it is that's most important to you and your work. So figuring out the who sometimes might sound like a deceivingly simple task. However, I think when most teams starting down the path of CX work really begin to explore the idea of who, they find that there's much more complexity than expected. Because your who that you're trying to serve will also involve not just the person that's directly benefiting from your work or your service or your product, but it's also their key influencers. Experiences don't happen by themselves usually. So most likely there are also influencers or advisors or supporters or enablers. And now I'm going to slip into one instance of using customer experience lingo or jargon. You want to understand the ecosystem of the person that you're trying to serve. And that term ecosystem really means what's the broader environment? Um, who is helping to influence a decision or get information or make a decision or provide support, whatever that is. Um, it's, it's typical that there is more than one player involved in an experience. And, and you want to get that bigger picture of what in CX terms is referred to as an ecosystem. Uh, so a couple examples here maybe. Think about something like either a new health clinic or, or maybe a community scholarship program. You know, for a new health clinic, there's someone that you're trying to get the health services to, but also, you know, who gets people to the health clinic? That could be a really important player in that broader environment. Or, you know, if the clinic is new, who's creating awareness about the new cl health clinic and the services they provide? That's another uh, player in the environment or ecosystem. Um, or if you go to that example of a community scholarship program, you know, if, if a student is first generation and their parents have not gone to college, who is helping the students or parents get ready for the scholarship application process? Or who's helping to navigate the paperwork or forms that are required for submission for scholarship consideration? It's a bigger set of players that live in this broader environment or ecosystem. And it's important that you gain an understanding of that because it almost always influences your customer experience work as well too. And by taking a closer look, you're most likely to learn something that you might not have previously known. So by involving colleagues that are internal to your organization, you're going to probably get a glimpse into this bigger ecosystem without talking to external um, audiences first, although you will absolutely need to talk to those external audiences and get their input. They may help validate or invalidate some of the things you've heard from internal audiences. That's a really interesting part of the process. Uh, but I'll tell you in all seriousness that the success or failure of your collaboration work is likely to, to determine the success or failure of your customer experience work. So this concept of collaboration, especially with internal audiences, is really important. And the truth is, is that expand, this spans your customer experience work across whomever it is that you're trying to define as a customer, whether that's a beneficiary or a member or a stakeholder or a client, whomever it is. So who? It's a foundational place to start your adventures and customer experience. It's really important. I, I suggest you take it very seriously 
and and here's a bonus keep in mind that this phase of work is really pretty budget friendly it's critically important work but the only costs involved are your time your colleagues time and then either a phone call or an email you don't need a huge budget to do this work I'll tell you one other thing that might be involved though is that if you're lucky maybe a cup of coffee is going to be involved because if you are fortunate enough to be in the same physical location as your leadership team or colleagues I will always suggest that you have this conversation in person. Personally, I will always take the opportunity to talk live and in person with someone rather than on the phone or via email. You almost always learn more and you have the opportunity to build a new relationship or further an existing relationship. And trust me, that will come in handy as you collaborate across your business or organization in order to help more people and create more value for the people you're working to serve. And as you journey through your internal discussions, make sure you listen closely and take good notes because there is a great chance that along the way, you're going to hear about some new and interesting who's that are external to your organization and that you'll also want to be able to talk with down the road. So finally, on this subject of who, keep in mind that this is a living, breathing concept And the definition of who you're working to serve today will likely change over time. So it's important to revisit and refresh this work occasionally. If you're 18 to 24 months down the path from kicking off your CX program, that is a great time to go back and validate your work on the assumptions of of who you're working to serve. You know, if there's been a big shift in a market, a new technology introduced, uh, a competitor perhaps, or an alternate solution, Whatever that is that's new in your environment, if something like that has happened, if there's been a big shift, then don't let those files go unopened, whether they're on your hard drive or in the cloud or on your desk. It is time to open up the file and validate, do a little more work on the who and validate the ideas that you're working from and refresh your work. Okay, that's been a discussion about focusing on the who as you work on building a customer experience initiative and using this idea of making sure that you really understand who you're working to serve as a place to start and a frame of reference. So start with exploring the who with internal colleagues. Uh, you know, Begin that process of collaboration, getting perspectives from the, your leadership team and from others across the organization. And then second, also understand that you're preparing to talk with external audiences as well. And then start down the path of collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. Because good CX work never happens in a vacuum. It always involves collaboration. Social Impact CX is also intended to be an interactive forum and a place to stir conversations. In future episodes, I'm going to have some interesting experts on the podcast talking about CX work and their specialized know-how. But for today, I'm wondering about what questions you might have about defining, clarifying, and identifying the who in your customer experience work. Let me know, and I'll work on answering those questions in future podcasts. You can ask a question at Social Impact CX a couple different ways. My first recommendation would be to send an email to comment at socialimpactcx.com. That's C-O-M-M-E-N-T at S-O-C-I-A-L-I-M-P-A-C-T-C-X dot com. You can also find us on Twitter and post a question there. Our Twitter handle is at Social Impact CX. And if you feel so inclined, please include the hashtag 
S-O-C-I-M-P-C-X. But also don't forget that you're limited to 280 characters and you have to make sure that you get your question in. But please follow us on Twitter to stay up to date with new podcasts and other related content. Or if you're listening to this podcast via YouTube, feel free to post a question in the comment section there and we'll do our best to uh, keep up with the questions from YouTube as well also. And while you're at YouTube, please also subscribe to the Social Impact CX channel. There's a new website in development at socialimpactcx.com, and soon there will be more information and links and resources that will be available there. So this has been Social Impact CX, and I'm John Corrigan, reminding you that especially in social impact work, it's important to understand that your mission is really all about someone else's journey. And the more you know about someone's journey, the more you can help. Thanks for listening.